0: Blame the shooting on conservatives. Blame the Gilroy Garlic Festival shooting on conservatives and Donald Trump. Really, people? That's the appalling instinct of these leftists who just want to watch the world burn at this point. Oh, this terrible, tragic scenario. Let's not feel a thing and completely exploit it to make it appear as if our political opponents are responsible for it. Is that not ghastly? Is that not hair raising? I'm very worried that these people have a voice, and now they're trying to tear the country apart with their irresponsible rhetoric. We're not going to survive if these people continue to run the national dialogue. But of course, they're allowed to run there. They're allowed to run their detestable mouths, and we are the ones who are silenced. It's absolute bullcrap, absolutely ass backwards nonsense. Right, we got a great show for you today, as always. But before we get started, I want to tell you about our sponsor, who today is creditrepair.com. A low credit score could keep you from getting, getting things you want, like a credit card, like a car, like a new job, even a new house. And that's not all. A low credit score means you're going to pay higher interest rates than people with better credit scores. But You do not have to keep getting denied for credit. You can kickstart the comeback on your credit today. Just call the specialists at creditrepair.com. They can help you work to repair your credit, improve your score by removing inaccurate negative items like late payments, charge-offs, even collections and bankruptcies. Here is the number for your free credit evaluation, 800 501 3199 That's 800-501-3199. When you call, you'll get a free credit report and score. You'll find out what creditrepair.com can do to help improve it. Creditrepair.com. It helps you work toward a better score so you can have a better life. The evaluation credit report and score are free. Just call 800-501-3199. 501 3199, not available in all states, including Georgia, Mississippi, Ohio, and South Carolina. Creditrepair.com. All right. So, we had this awful shooting this week at the Gilroy Garlic Festival. And I want to take a moment to offer our sincere prayers to the families who lost loved ones. I mean, I, I cannot imagine waking up thinking you're going to enjoy a beautiful day at, at a garlic festival and then end up being involved in a shooting. Three people were killed. One of the victims was six years old. Six years old. They stole his life. Steven Romero, six-year-old, lost his life. They were all young. Another one was 13 years old, Kayla Salazar. And then the third victim was 25, which is still incredibly young, Trevor Irby. All of their lives taken by this monster of a shooter. And the liberals, they see these people They see this scenario and they say, oh, what an outstanding political opportunity to land one on our political opposition. Is that not sick? You've got Gavin Newsom, California governor, this creep out there saying Republicans in the White House are at fault. He's blaming politicians for this. They're bankrupt on this. They're on the wrong side and people are losing lives. And God forbid it goes to anyone they love or care about keeps happening over and over and over again on their damn watch so with all due respect, spare me that idea that somehow this is being politicized because people are sick and tired of this and don't want to go in and see a grandmother lost a six-year-old i mean he could be a batman villain i mean I, I i would just like to point out that he's smiling you guys catch that creepy psychopath is smiling i mean did anyone else find that incredibly bizarre I mean, dude, what was what was Kimberly Guilfoyle thinking? You know, she was married to that guy. She was married to that asshat, upgraded to Donald Trump Jr. Boy, was that an upgrade. I mean, Newsom, losers blaming it on the White House. Really? That's what that's your takeaway from this? He says. Jesus, this guy talks like an idiot. Jesus, these guys, these folks in the White House have been supporting the kind of policies to roll back the work we're doing in states like ours, to get rid of large capacity magazines to address the issue that we're trying to advance on background checks and ammunition. Really? Because all the work you're doing doesn't seem to be working too well, does it, buddy? But it's even worse than that. It's not just it's not just the politicians We have a, did you guys know we have a white supremacy problem? That's what they're arguing. Joy Reid, who is a homophobe and a pathetic nut, says, quote, white supremacist violence is a threat to all of our security. Wish we had a federal government dedicated to taking it on. Their immediate instinct is to politicize this, their immediate instinct is to continue their orange man bad narrative. And the Daily Beast is out there trying to make it seem like this act of violence, this murder, was committed by a conservative. Gilroy Garlic Festival shooter posted about far right book moments before shooting. Of course, don't tell you what the book is, because gosh forbid you actually go and look it up, you'll realize it had nothing to do with the kind of conservatism that you and I espouse. Daily Beast writes, quote, He posted a picture with a caption that told followers to read a 19th century proto-fascist book. The book, which is repeatedly recommended alongside works by Hitler and other fascists on forums like 8chan, is full of anti-Semitic, sexist, and white supremacist ideology, trying to tie it to right-wingism. Like, give me a break. This has nothing to do with conservatism. It's a godless act to murder people in cold blood. So that's why they don't tell you. They don't tell you what work of literature he read because they think, they think you're not smart enough to go and do your own research. We have to protect you from this information. Well, we'll tell you on this program, the work referenced is a book called Might Is Right, and it's by a guy by the name, not making this up, of Ragnar Redbeard. That's not a real name. Ragnar Redbeard, that's not, what is he, some pirate? What is he, A like a villain? He's not Thomas Jefferson, that's for damn sure. He's not Thomas Paine. He's not any of the people that we look to for political guidance. He's not one of our founders. He certainly isn't a conservative. Ragnar Redbeard. And in fact, the guy was a socialist. Daily Beast doesn't tell you that. The guy was a socialist and the book that he posted is Darwinism which is of course a myth a flawed discredited bogus science which maybe will have because we have people on our staff I found out today we have Darwinists on our staff they're gonna have to take that up here at Blaze TV we have social Darwinists on our staff they're gonna have to take that up with their maker when they look him eye to eye you know that's a that's a that's a beautiful world you've created. That's an amazing planet you've created. Would be a shame if someone denied you credit for it. Darwinists, please. You know, so this guy, social Darwinist, godless socialist. That's what we're working with here. I'm sorry, but the American right is not rooted in godlessness. You know, Rahim Kasam had an excellent thread on this on Twitter shouldn't just read the whole thread but we'll we'll paraphrase it explains how he was a godless socialist who urged Christians to be violent in search of socialism this is a guy that they're trying to portray as an american right winger really raheem says his book formed part of the structure of the satanic bible yeah, the Satanic Bible, extremely conservative. You know, when I, when I think of the Satanic Bible, conservatism, American conservatism, is the first word that comes to mind. Author and analyst Roger Jacobs describes the book as one that is popularly favored by anarchists, white supremacists, Stalinists, socialists, Satanists, and then high school outcasts toting automatic weapons. Well, I don't know about automatic kind of hard for these people to get their hands on automatic weapons. We need to up the gun literacy in this country. But this is a guy, nevertheless, who Raheem points out, writes in his book that, quote, moral codes are the black terror of all dastards. I mean, does that sound like conservatism to you? Does that sound like the American model of conservatism to you? Moral codes are the black terror of all dastards? Oh, you mean moral codes like the Bible? You mean moral codes like the 10 commandments? You mean moral codes like Christianity? You mean Jesus Christ moral codes? Okay. You and your moral codes. That's what this guy is saying. This guy denounces Jesus Christ. He denounces the Declaration of Independence. Calls it political He calls the Declaration of Independence's political conclusions shams, deceptions, cold-blooded dishonesties, and incandescent lies. That's what this shooter's idol is all about. That's what this shooter's idol thought about our Constitution. I mean, I don't know, do conservatives do conservatives hate the Constitution? Because if so, I mean, that's news to me. Moral codes are the black terror of all dastards. If anyone is lacking moral codes, it sure as hell ain't conservatives. If anyone is lacking moral codes, it is the left. I'm not saying this guy was a liberal either. This guy was a whack job. This guy was a freak. This guy was an awful, evil individual. But let's be honest about who in this country is lacking moral codes in America. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. In fact, the liberals in Silicon Valley are furious with me for calling out pedophilia. You can't call out pedophilia for being disgusting anymore. I'm sorry, but that is a problem. Yeah, I called Jessica Yanov a hideous animal. I think that's an appropriate term for someone who wants to watch 12-year-old girls take their shirts off. But still... Instagram didn't like it. Instagram, that violated their community's terms or services or guidelines or whatever the hell. They told me to take it down. They said, you can't post mean things about this outstanding individual on our website. So you can't find my video on my personal Instagram page. You can find my video at Blaze TV. They're not taking it down. You can go to BlazeTV.com and find the truth about Jessica Yanov but not on Instagram. No, we love pedophilia. And we hate here at Instagram that you speak ill of our beloved pedophiles. No, we love bullies like Jessica Yanov. We adore moral reprobates. We despise you for calling it out. You know, I can't post about that. But no, people can send me death threats on Instagram. I got multiple death threats for daring to speak about Baltimore. You know, you can't talk about how Baltimore is rat infested anymore, even though there were documentaries and there were speeches from Bernie Sanders about it. Conservatives can't say it. You know, they can send me death threats, that's fine and dandy. The world is upside down, folks. They're trying to make us seem like the terrorists. They're trying to make us seem like the people who are causing these mass acts of violence, when we are the ones who are doing everything we can to keep some sort of sanity in this country, to keep this country together when we've got these nihilistic psychopaths trying to tear it apart by the seams. So that's today's main story. And now we're gonna deal with this ridiculous jerk from CNN named Crystallism. maybe you've heard of him. That's next. All right, guys, you'll never believe what Trump said about 9-11. You just won't. So many people, including myself, are freaking out over it because yesterday in the Rose Garden, Trump held a ceremony to honor 9-11 first responders and sign into law the 9-11 Victims Compensation Fund. And here's what he said. Many of those affected were firefighters, police officers, and other first responders. And I was down there also. But I'm not considering myself a first responder. But I was down there. I spent a lot of time down there with you. Brains exploding everywhere. Brains all over the place. Can you tell me? Okay. Real talk. Where is the lie? Oh, I f- here it is. Here's the lie. The lie is actually at Vox.com. Right here in this Vox writer's tweet. That's where the lie is. This Vox writer, Aaron Rupar, claims he's a journalist. But I'm calling him a fiction writer because his tweet is exactly that, a work of fiction. He writes, Trump suggests that he was a 9-11 first responder. Is that what I watched? If you watch the clip, let's just roll the clip one more time to see if he says I'm a first responder. I'm not considering myself a first responder. Oh, I'm not considering myself a first responder. Fake news writer goes, Trump says he was a first responder. Are these people living in reality? Are these people living on planet Earth? Do these people even know what words mean? So Vox, it's this just this deranged lefty fan fiction now that absolutely defies what you just heard with your own very two ears, what you just saw with your own two eyes. So I don't know, word of advice, don't even bother paying Vox any attention anymore because you know you're not dealing with journalists or reality. But everyone knew that already. And then over at the other fake news outlet, over at CNN, they have a little bit of a difficult time with the truth, and they absolutely melted down over this. And crazy Chris Saliza writes, quote, you'll never believe what Donald Trump just said about 9-11. What is this guy's problem exactly? He writes, Trump is associating himself very closely with the men and women who were the first to respond to planes being crashed into the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. Is he? Roll that clip one more time for me. I'm not considering myself a first responder. Hmm, That is so weird. It's almost like you're lying. You know, Chris's problem, Saliza's problem, is that he is such a terrible case of TDS that he can't possibly imagine that Donald Trump I don't know, Donald Trump might be a real human being with emotions and a very personal history with New York City as anyone who was living in that city or even in the tri-state area in 2001 does. But Saliza looks at Donald Trump and sees a monster. So it doesn't compute that a tragedy that rocked this entire country would also have effect on Donald Trump. And to back up, his deluded view of the president, he includes a small portion from a news report that Trump dialed into on 9-11. This is, he's quoting Trump here. 40 Wall Street was actually the second tallest building in downtown Manhattan. And it was actually before the World Trade Center was the tallest. And then when they built the World Trade Center, it became known as the second tallest. And now it's the tallest. And then Chris adds, yeah, he really said that. So I've seen this floated around other places and when you just read the quote it sounds like trump sounds like typical typical braggadocious trump right no surprises there but then it turns out that was actually taken out of context here's the full context donald uh, you have one of the landmark buildings down in the financial district 40 wall street uh... did you have any damage or did you know what what's happened down there well it was an amazing phone call i made forty wall street actually was the second tallest building in downtown manhattan and, and it was actually before the world trade center was the tallest and then when they built the world trade center it became known as the second tallest and now it's the tallest and i just spoke to my people and they said it's the most unbelievable sight. It's probably seven or eight blocks away from the World Trade Center and yet Wall Street is littered with two feet of stone and brick and mortar and steel and there are thousands of people walking over the the debris over the Brooklyn Bridge where they're sending them out over the Brooklyn Bridge to Brooklyn and then I guess they're gonna have to figure out how to get home from there. So you see when you hear the clip in its full context tone is totally different than from what Salizard wants you to believe. You know, this was a 10-minute a, a segment that Trump did. And Trump was somber, appropriate throughout the whole thing. And so it's dishonest to imply Trump was in any way celebrating the fall of the Twin Towers. Who even writes that? As Slizzy continues, he begins to directly refute his own accusation that Trump has no a- association with Ground Zero. Several days, he writes, after the attacks... Trump did an interview with a German news station just a few blocks from ground zero. Wait, 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 wait. I thought your whole point was Trump is trying to pretend he's there and he isn't actually there and what a liar Trump is. Wait, so you admit that he was there. What's the point of your piece then? What's the point of your trash article then? Trump, a native New Yorker, shares his personal experiences from 9-11 with a bunch of other people who also have personal experiences from 9-11, and I hate Trump, orange man bad, orange man bad, so I don't like that? That's your angle? I'd like to think Chris Saliza is better than this. No, I don't. No, I don't. He's not, and I know it, and I don't know why I'm wasting time on this lovely human being. So last point from this dumb article, Saliza writes, quote, He has also claimed that he helped pay for several hundred workers to help clean up the wreckage in the aftermath of 9-11. Independent fact check sites have been unable to verify that claim. You know, it's so interesting to me, Chris, that in the time it took to research and write this filth, that you never came across the NBC News clip from the same day as the interview with the German news station that he mentioned earlier. Tell me what it's like at Ground Zero. Tell me about the workers that you saw and and what they're doing there. Well, not only is it devastation, but it's very dangerous because every few minutes a whistle would go off and everybody would just run because you have all the buildings around it, which are in such a weakened state that people just don't know. And so they just have to take off. Okay, so he was there. You can see it with your own two eyeballs. But Chris Saliza doesn't want you to believe your lying eyes. Chris Saliza still doubts it. And so despite video, he cites the independent fact checkers and the independent fact checkers ooh, at PolitiFact, who we love, who are terrific. You know, the independent fact checkers who are hardly independent and hardly fact checkers. And still, even, the, even they said, well, we don't have enough information. We don't feel like we can make a ruling. So, I mean, it's just amazing. The level of fake Is amazing on this. Just beautiful news reporting, perfect investigative journalism. That's probably what Soliz's boss at CNN is telling them because it's fiction, because they are fiction writers, because they are selling the American people nothing but abject lies, literal lies. You know, they can't verify because. Uh, for, they can't verify the record. For, who at the Trump organization is going to be dumb enough to say, here, left-wing activists masquerading as fact checkers, take a look at our accounting books, really? So Lisa should be embarrassed for the rest of his life for this. Uh, so dishonest, so disingenuous, he's using 9-11 and the first responders and the collective pain that we all felt that day And the collective pain that we all still feel today when we think about those attacks to smear the president with his crap article that isn't even worthy of being used as toilet paper. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review and subscribe. Thanks for listening.